Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents...
Mary flowed through the darkness as if she were a current in black waters, every fiber of her being seamlessly merging with the gloom. The entourage tailing her was but the water filling in the void she left behind. I had never really attempted to communicate with her, barring one instance when I'd forced my words from her lips, an intrusion I knew she disliked. But who exactly was she? A fragment of me, perhaps? A shard that had surfaced to shoulder the aftermath of a startling revelation? That my entire life, with all its struggles and sorrows, its solitude and despair, had been deliberately engineered? A meticulous orchestration of misery designed to cultivate unearthly powers? I knew she was listening to my thoughts, weighing the metal of my resolve to see things through to conclusion. In the darkness where I hid, a small flame flickered, scattering shadows across the tiny corner of my mind. Revealed by the inconstant light, my hiding place was no less than the small room in the abandoned house upon the hill, within Emmett's threshold, where Isaiah and I had gotten our first taste of freedom. Footsteps across creaky floorboards. Under the shadows of my memory, I could hear her, walking towards me. Mary. Before I saw her, a body crashed down in front of me. It was the beaten and bloody corpse of my mother, Charlotte. This is who I am. The one who can do what you cannot. Tolerate what you cannot. Be what you cannot. Does this answer all those little questions you've been whispering in the dark? I gathered all that on my own. But what exactly are you? Hmm, I thought that was equally obvious. I am a dream within a dream. You've spent a lifetime asleep, and still you wonder how a dream is a dream. <laughs> that would almost be funny, if it wasn't so sad. Has it never occurred to you that you may have no self? No one true self, I mean. <sighs> I feel a lecture on Jung, or maybe depth psychology, coming on. You're a dream, Rosemary. You've never once exhaled a breath into the world of the waking. What dream belongs to itself? <laughs> Tell me, can a dream dream itself? I'm not playing this game with you. I know who I am. If you did, you wouldn't be asking all these questions now, would you? Did you think you were the only one down here? That you were the only dream? <laughs> You're just the more pleasant one. The one she favors. Who is she? Rosemary, naturally. Us. We're all Rosemary. Even old Charlotte here. <sighs> no. This, this is, this is my disorder. The stress is just making it worse, that's all. <sighs> Tell yourself what you have to. But there's work to be done, and I'm the only one who can do it. And that was that. I was back in the dark, alone. Looking out Mary's eyes as she stalked down the next hallway. There you are, Mary. <laughs> You'll be very happy to know that all your precious, fragile humans have been sent under the bed. <laughs> Once they come out again, they'll be miles away. <laughs> Uh, inside the ruins of the Ice Star Base. All rested and relaxed. <laughs> and, as a bonus, 
I ran into that merry monster, <laughs> Astarian. Oh, but I'm afraid we won't be seeing him again. <laughs> Seems he came down with a big old tummy ache. <laughs> oh, but you know what? That's what happens when you eat too much candy. <laughs> Glad to hear it. I've grown tired of killing Hanuma. I'm much more interested in the grander players. Oh yes, that reminds me. I've got a message for you. From her. <laughs> she wants to meet with you. <laughs> oh, now that I've deduced her presence, she finally wants to talk, huh? Well, that's fine by me. Lead the way, dear brother. Of course. Just follow me. <laughs> As Mary and Sugar approached the main lab, I immediately noticed several alterations to the decor. Above the entrance, a colossal white clock was embedded, diligently counting the passing seconds. On either side of the imposing white door, which had replaced the usual mechanical ones, stood peculiar white mannequins. Their faces were adorned with circular clocks, pale and serene in appearance. I like the new look. Laboratories can be so stuffy. You go ahead, Mary. We'll stay here and make sure no one interrupts you. <laughs> and besides... I hate serious conversations. They give me a toothache. <laughs> Suit yourself, brother. Hopefully this won't take long. I have things to do. The room, clearly no longer a lab, had been transformed into what resembled a throne room. The entire area was now covered in white clocks, and the previously plain, unadorned stone resembled intricately worked marble, akin to something you might find in ancient Greece. While your brother and I share certain talents, I think I have far more in common with you. Your want to see the world scrubbed clean of the great darkness, renewed in bright shining sanity, straight lines, predictability. Isaiah, however, despite his very nature, thrills at the prospect of a world lost of its mind, where he can rid himself of the doldrums of the orderly passage of one day after the next. The voice emanated from a woman across the room, seated atop a pale dais that cradled a throne carved from white stone. White saplings framed the ornate seat, enhancing its grandeur. Her appearance matched the polished and intricate stonework of the walls. However, she was constructed of the gleaming metal components of clocks, her hair resembling long strands of shimmering ribbon-like metal. The white woman also seemed to mistake Mary for me. 
While Mary might have preferred a more stable reality to the current model, she was far more interested in settling scores. The hard way. So you're the one who's been pulling the strings, huh? Desperate times if you're aligning yourself with Gloomhest. The lady in white hesitated, reassessing Mary. Following Isaiah's tactics, I murmured to Mary. You're not living up to her expectations. Keep it simple. Don't rouse her suspicion. Play it cool. I am called Autumn. And indeed, I am prepared to confront any peril. If it means purging the world of the clutching shadows, the filth from below. How very noble of you, Atama. But while your cause might be just, I don't appreciate being used to achieve it. Maybe you can convince me that you're better than the Consortium. What exactly were they trying to achieve by enhancing our abilities? Insolent child, I don't owe you any explanations. I... You need something from me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. If I'm to assist you, you do have to earn my trust. Mary wasn't the best at following instructions, but she was making progress. Autumn hesitated again, her piercing eyes illuminating the room. The Consortium was not the true Puppet Master. They merely offered guidance and personnel. The actual overseers of the project sat higher up. These elites aimed to sustain you through your trials. They even assigned you a secret protector. The Fisher of Men. I already figured that out, when Pills mentioned the safeguards in the sleep-wake cycle. And considering how well-informed you are, you're probably aware of the Fisher's appearance in Blackledge. But the real question is, was that the actual Fisher? From everything I've gathered, yes. That implies the Mithra, the Court of Gold, could still be alive. Most likely. But that doesn't answer my question. What do these shadowy figureheads, most likely the Mithra, want from us? What makes us so valuable? From the moment I infiltrated the Esoterium until now, I can't say for sure. But I think, among some other very specific things, they want the same thing I do. To thwart the upcoming darkness. Then why not partner with them instead of Gloomhest? Because even if I knew how to entreat them, which I do not, I would rather truck with monsters than with Mithra. The darkness started with them, after all. And how do you think we can help you? Why, you've already helped me, child. You and your brother made it possible for me to catch two rats in one trap. Batna and Spider Black. But, to answer your previous question, as to what makes you so valuable, your powers are unique, which you've more than demonstrated in your time here at the Simonage. Isaiah wields the power of the Pale, and you hold the power to reshape reality. But most importantly, you are immune to each other. Opposites that do not repel. Isaiah can at once strip the world of all forbidden powers, 
Save one. Yours. Imagine what the Mithra might be capable of with such power. To suppress all other beings, save themselves. That, Rosemary Stroud, is exactly what I think the Mithra want with the two of you. And why I've brought you here. So you can use the same trick to advance your own agenda. Only to the extent that it can turn back the darkness. Beyond that, I have no further designs on you. Much unlike the Mithra, should they indeed be behind you and your brother's suffering. And where is Isaiah? He's seeing to his part of all this. And very enthusiastically, I might add. I'm assuming all this adds up to Isaiah somehow. He's the one you've been feeding us info about. So let me guess. Reports of his death had been somewhat exaggerated, yeah? I'm not asking you to do anything you weren't already doing. Although now, you'd be doing it for me, not the Assetarium. Which I think, after all this, you might be glad of. My patience has expired, my soul. And if your legions will not bring you to me, then I shall send my children to drag you out, kicking and screaming like the prey you are. It appears that Batna has waited long enough, blight that she is. Even now, her wretched children spread their insatiable hunger like a disease. Each day, her reach grows longer, her grip tighter. So what's your plan to take her out? Why, my plan is standing right before my eyes, child. Me? <laughs> You've lost it if you think I can hold a candle to that thing. Not yet. But only make your way to the decoherence device, and all that will change. I've secreted away all the requisite equipment and psychotypes to give you all the help you will need. I will open the way to them. The rest is up to you. And what if I don't want to take everything you have to say on faith? Then you will have to deal with Batna without the benefit of my assistance. <laughs> I can leave here anytime I want. Not with Isaiah, you can't. I could feel Mary's wheels furiously turning, weighing all kinds of alternatives. She clearly did not take well to being manipulated into action. Forget about it, Mary. There's no other choice. We have to stay and fight. We can't leave Isaiah behind. You haven't much longer to decide. These walls are strong, but only so strong. <sighs> Show me the way.
True to her word, the walls parted, revealing the path to the hidden laboratory. The Cellar King lay stretched out within the neural regulator, a solemn figure in the midst of scientific chaos. Dozens of psychotypes were restrained and sleeping on the cots dispersed across the room. And in the midst of it all stood the decoherence machine, a tall, solitary block of steel ablaze with dancing lights. It brought to mind the archaic Cray computers of yesteryear. Now this place is a cleverly disguised candy store if ever I've seen one. I can practically taste the calories. <laughs> oh, dear brother, won't you do me the kindness of turning on the external cameras so I can see what kind of hell is brewing out there? Of course. Now then, let's see what's on the tube, shall we? <laughs> oh my, my, my. <laughs> Looks like it's a creature feature. <laughs> Carnivian of every size and stripe flooded the courtyard of the Silentage. Monsters as carved from Nightmare as Sugar's own horde. Only a lot bigger. All right, we're here. What's next? The Carnivian will breach the front gate soon, so we don't have time to wait for the psychotypes to be properly calibrated by the machine, which means I need you to put them into the deepest sleep you can manage. I can do the rest from here. Well, that's easy enough. Mary wielded my power like a cudgel, paying little to no consideration to the mind she used it upon. Detecting the collection of slumbering psychotype minds, she plunged them deeper into sleep, and with all the grace and care of drowning a litter of kittens in a burlap sack. It's done. Now what? Now, Miss Stroud, I will open the gates to the staging area where you and you alone will take your place upon the dais. The Carnivian have flooded the area, so all of you will have to hold back the other monsters while the machines do their work. Why, that sounds like a delightful plan. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, folks? <laughs> Finally, a real fight. Those flaccid Hanuma were pure milk toast. See, Tagus? <laughs> I told you this would be fun. <laughs> Mary dear, Carface says that after we clear the way, you should ride with him. He promises to get you to the dais in one piece. <laughs> Why, thank you, Carface. That's very gentlemanly of you. But once I'm on the dais, then what? Trust me, Rosemary. You'll know precisely what to do. Now, prepare yourself. I'm opening the doors. I was unable to dispel the image of a colossal maw preparing to devour us as the doors flung open. 
Initially, only the snow and the wind existed. Then the subtle shuffle of movement emerged. Massive beast-like silhouettes gathered just outside the protection of the doorway, starkly outlined against the backdrop of the roaring storm. A lean, towering figure emerged from behind the blinding snow curtain, stepping into clear view. Give them a soul to us, or be ripped to pieces. <laughs> oh, what fun would it be to give him up without a good fight, huh? Come and get him. Our pleasure. Devour them. The horrors that transpired would have made even hell green with envy. Two teams, monstrous in nature, conceived from the depths of madness, hunger, and nightmare, collided in a chillingly merciless struggle to obliterate each other. And Mary? Christ, she was a beast. She fought with a ferocious glee that matched any monster on the battlefield. She was downright terrifying. Mary was hacking through the ranks of Carnivian without missing a beat. Yet, unlike the depowered Hanuma, the Carnivian were no slouches, giving just as good as they got. <laughs> oh my, Mary! You do throw the best parties. These Carnivian, <laughs> why they're even more fun to play with than my balloon animals. <laughs> My brother thrived in his element, utter chaos. They all did. Tagus revealed a hundred bloody teeth as he savagely tore at the gargantuan shark creature that reciprocated with a dozen gnashing jaws. Kujus weaved and scuttled among his monstrous adversaries, entangling them in his webs and poisoning them with venom as he skittered across the battlefield. Carface plowed through the monsters, grinding any unfortunate creature that fell under his relentlessly spinning wheels. Even Dollface, her innocent smile shining amidst the gore that coated it, giggled with a child's delight as she slashed relentlessly. However, for each elated Merling, there were at least a dozen jubilant Carnivian. The odds began to shift against us, with more Carnivian pouring into the chaos every passing moment. All right, Carface, let's get to that dais. The car's blue, reality-bending headlights caused the ground to surge upward, forming a makeshift ramp before the demonic vehicle. In a heartbeat, we were airborne, plowing through the winged nightmares that populated the snow-filled sky. The final creature splashed against Carface's immaculate chrome bumper, leaving the air ahead clear. The world unfolded before us, revealing the dais and the massive dilapidated bed that ominously crowned it. Carface smashed down and came to a grinding halt, his tires seizing the ice and frozen earth. Flinging the door open, Mary approached the bed with little regard for what we both knew it was, or more importantly, where it came from. The bed was a relic from New Victoria, 
One of those imposing four-poster behemoths that came as a fixture in some of the earliest houses built there. They always held the worst nightmares. When Batna appeared, Mary didn't even blink. She simply gazed up at the gargantuan creature soaring above, stealing herself for what was to come. Carface assumed his humanoid form, his towering inhuman figure utterly eclipsed by Batna's sea-like shadow. Carface, there's no place for you here. Go and see that our brothers and sisters are safe. Batna is mine, and mine alone. I couldn't believe those words came out of my mouth. I assumed Mary was as insane as she was lethal. That or she had far more confidence in Autumn's plan than I did. The Queen of the Carnivian descended, touching down with a deafening roar, sending a bone-rattling shockwave through the earth. She towered over us, her eyes like sunlit portals through the dark clouds of snow shot into the atmosphere by her impact. Her voice rolled and echoed like thunder. I anticipated the feeble, trembling Nasul to dispatch one of his loyal minions in a futile attempt to shield himself from my retribution, from my jaws. But I expected more than just a mere human woman, meek and frail. I find myself teetering on the brink of disappointment. Just as before, when the Great Bulger was unveiled, the dim rose around the dais. The tangible madness encircled us like a spectral tornado, tearing through the fabric of reality. Batna took a resounding step backward, preserving herself from the touch of the reality-distorting dim. Mary, on the other hand, boldly stepped up onto the bed, Balik in hand, defiant. Like torn flesh, the arctic reality parted, strand by bloody strand, to reveal a venomous skyline of warped spires and haunted towers. New Victoria. From the city that never wakes, slithered a voice I'd only encountered once, inside a nightmare. Been waiting for so, so long. And now, at long last, my daughter of darkest dreams has come home. Ah, uh, fear not, dear Rosemary. I have such gifts to give to you on this most wonderful of occasions. Mary was unmoved, even as I winced beneath the awful sound of my father's voice. She summoned the dim around her as if they were trained birds, saturating them with the countless horrors that seep from the demonic city. I realized she was shaping a newfound form, something unfathomable to me in his horror. Glancing downward, I witnessed hordes of Marilyn spilling from the hidden recesses beneath the bed. The transformation of her, of my body into something incomprehensible began as the shrieking horrors of a million nightmares informed my flesh.
nightmares had become her, and Mary towered above the landscape, a terrifying spectacle of horns, wings, scales, and shrieking maws. She locked eyes with Batna, their gazes now level with one another. I wonder, Batna, do I still disappoint you? That remains to be seen. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Mark Anzalone, Kelly Bear, and David Cummings. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the world of Maltopia, visit Maltopia.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.